Wallace. The 20, the 10, the 5, the 30. Rosemary Jack Sands was caught at the 30. Julio Humphrey. Deliver body blow after body blow after body blow. The team just wants to absolutely beat you up. There are threats all over the field for these Georgia Bulldogs. You're listening to Between the Hedges podcast with your host, Russ. Between the Hedges is brought to you by Michelle's Custom Design. They make all sorts of custom sports team wreaths, Christmas wreaths, and door signs. They can customize your order to your likings. Go to our website and scroll down to our sponsor section and click on Michelle's Custom Designs. It's not too late to get your custom Georgia Bulldog wreath made today. We have samples of their products on our Facebook page. Now is the time to get your custom order. Check out Michelle's Custom Designs. Good morning, BTH fans. I hope y'all had a great weekend. This is Green the Hedges with Russ. <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you, it's been a great weekend. I don't know about you guys, but we had a good weekend with my family. I um, We had a very productive weekend. I finally got my boys... Uh, themed pumpkins carved out. We carve pumpkins every year, um, kind of a thing we do. So my boys will come out and they'll say, Daddy, we want this for a pumpkin. We want that for a pumpkin. And uh, we usually get those foam ones. We stopped buying grill ones about maybe three or four years ago, maybe five years now. And uh, we've started using these uh, foam ones. You get them from Michael's or Hobby Lobby. They're actually really cool. And um, and I use a little wood burning tool and I just burn them out and I make them and um, it's a lot of fun. It really is. And the nice thing about it is we put them up in storage every year. And when we get them out, we add them to our, our yard. And we don't really do a lot of decorations for Halloween. This is probably the only thing we actually do. My wife has a little flag that says, welcome to our pumpkin patch. And then she has all the pumpkins sitting out there. So it's really cool looking. Um, and uh, we have a good time doing it. So I hope you guys had a great weekend. I hope you're ready for this weekend. This is going to be a big week coming up in the news. There's going to be a lot of talks this week. Um, don't forget to follow the podcast. Don't forget to turn on the notifications. Don't forget to share, like. You can also email us at betweentheheadgespodcast at gmail.com. You can go to our website, which the uh, link is in the podcast description below. Once you click on the website, you can go and send us a message. You can learn about our other podcast channels that are available. You could reach out to us. You can check out our sponsors. We've got a good bit of sponsors on there from Dog Swap to Michelle's Custom Design to Sarah, the Wax Boss for Cincy. So definitely want to go and check those out. You can also call in 706-389-0770 and you can leave a message on our podcast line and we will probably put your message on the podcast if, of course, it's clean, folks. Keep in mind, we are a family-friendly podcast. Do we have a great segment for you guys today? But we're going to be talking about a good bit of stuff like what social media says, AP poll says what, and then what is one thing you want. So that's going to be all we're going to talk about today and more coming up right after this. Between the Hedges is brought to you by Dog Swap. If you love custom frames, then you're going to love their designs. Dog Swap has all sorts of custom frames, from Sports Illustrated to photos and more. Go to our website and scroll down to our sponsors section and click Dog Swap and get your one-of-a-kind custom sports frame today. Welcome back Between the Hedges. 
Definitely want to go check out Michelle's custom designs, guys. Halloween is almost over. And then we got Thanksgiving coming up. And that would be a perfect time to get a custom-made wreath for your front door or even a door sign. So go check out Michelle's custom designs on our website. You can go straight to her page where you can reach out to her directly to get a custom order. So who else puts stock in what social media says? Dognation.com, Connor Riley writes, what social media is saying following Georgia football's off week? Georgia got a much needed week off after playing seven consecutive games to start the 2023 season. The Bulldogs are 7-0 and ranked number one in the country. But with the number of injuries Georgia picked up in the win over Vanderbilt, Georgia needed some rest before starting its most difficult part of the schedule. Our offensive and defensive coaches have targeted some different areas, some I can share, some I can't, that we want to work on, and then special teams as well, is what Coach Georgia Kirby Smart said last week. We can kind of take a picture of where we are, what we can do better, and how we can practice it better to maybe get better results. That's what we started on today. We do work on future opponents, worked on some teams that are further out today, less further out tomorrow, and then we'll start on Florida prep probably tomorrow or Thursday. On the SEC front, Tennessee turned a 27 halftime lead into a 34-20 loss to Alabama. The defeat gives Tennessee two SEC losses. The Bulldogs will make a trip up to Knoxville, Tennessee on November the 18th. Meanwhile, in Columbia, Missouri, the Missouri Tigers stomp South Carolina 34-12. Missouri will be off next week before making a trip to Athens, Georgia, for a pivotal game against the Bulldogs. Missouri is 7-1 on the season, with the lone loss coming against LSU. The Tigers, along with Florida, seem to be Georgia's biggest threats to win the SEC East. So what do you guys think? I, I personally feel like, to me, that you know, social media does say a lot. You can go on and read people's Twitter follows and things like that. And, you know, people kind of have their own predictions and their own thoughts. Again, I'm sitting here doing my own predictions as well, too. You know, I mean, the biggest game of the day was the number three Ohio State against number seven Penn State, you know, and, and yet at the same time, people were talking about other other teams. You know, while the game at times, you know, they resemble a rock fight, Ohio State's defense stifled the Penn State offense. You know, I mean, you got things like Marvin Harrison Jr. He had a career day as he caught 11 passes for 162 yards. And a touchdown that proved to be the difference in a 2012 win with them. But yet you read the, uh, the, uh, the social media and it talks about other players. So, I mean, I personally feel like social media is a good thing. But it is quite interesting to realize that when it comes down to a bottom line, all the social media can say what they want to say. And I've said this once and I'm going to say it again. It sounds like a broken record. It depends on how they show up, who's going to show up and who's going to show out. That's what you have to to look for. That's what you have to consider the fact. I mean, what we're doing right now on the podcast is really no different than what social media does. But I do find that social media is more of a hype. You can post one video about one thing and then they all get on that video for a few days or a few hours and talk about it. Uh, I'm going to share this link with you guys on the Facebook page as well, too. Uh, it's a good article to read. Definitely want to check it out. But it is interesting to see how social media just blows up you know, and it really does blow up so easily, so fast. I mean, even with our Facebook page, when we're posting photos of the, the Bulldogs, it's amazing how quickly it'll turn and it'll it'll go positive for a good couple of hours. And you'll get a couple of people in there, you know, throwing negative shame and, and throwing, you know, hate and stuff like that. But I think everybody's kind of kind of gotten to the point where they um expect the hate to come. 
In fact, they're almost kind of wanting the hate because they want to be able to have that conversation go back and forth with them. But that's just my thoughts. I want to hear what you guys think. Don't forget, give us a shout out. Email us, podcast at gmail.com. Go to our website. The link is in the podcast description below. Call us, 706-389-0770. We'll be back for our next segment. Between the Hedges is sponsored by Sarah the Wax Boss for Sensi. You have a hair lady, nail lady, and possibly a massage lady. But do you have a wax lady? They are more than just warmers and wax cubes. Our products range from inside your home to outside in your car and even on your pets. Go to our website and slide down to the bottom to our sponsors section and check them out. Sarah, the Wax Boss for Sensi. Welcome back, everybody. Definitely go check out Dog Swap. They've got some great items there. I myself am actually looking at a few of them. Um, so ever nicely convincing my beautiful and wonderful wife to possibly let me get one. <laughs> Not that she don't care. She really don't. She'll let me get whatever I want to get, honestly. It's just I try to be respectful. I try to be, you know, co-existent with our, our money and spend things accordingly. But not going to lie, some of those Georgia Bulldog items on there look pretty nice. So check out Dog Swap. It's got some good stuff. So moving on to our next topic of our segment, AP Poll Top 25 Rankings for Week 9. Georgia enters the game against Florida ranked. Guess what, folks? Yes, we came off a bye week and we are still number one. Georgia football did not have a game this past weekend as it was off. Connor Riley writes at Dog Nation staff, and despite strong performances from Big Ten foes like Michigan and Ohio State, the Bulldogs still maintained the top spot in the Week 9 AP polls. Michigan beat rival Michigan State 49-0, while Ohio State took down Penn State 2012. Those two teams sit behind Georgia. Florida State stayed at number four after its 38-20 win over Duke, and Washington is ranked number five after its 15-7 over Arizona State. While Georgia didn't have a game this past week, it spent time focusing on the opponents ahead. The Bulldogs next play Florida, who will enter the game with a 5-2 record. Now, Georgia began preparing to face Florida in the second half of this past week. The back half of the week will be about Florida. The front half of the week will be about us, Georgia coach Kirby Smart said. The focus is on us and how we can get better. Georgia will be entering the game against Florida without its best player in tight end Brock Bowers. He had ankle surgery following Georgia's win over Vanderbilt. The Bulldogs could get back several key offensive pieces, including offensive tackle Amarius Mims. He has missed the last four games with an angle injury. Florida isn't the only team spent this past week preparing for, as the Bulldogs have games against number 16 Missouri, number 12 Ole Miss, and number 21 Tennessee following the contest against Florida. Missouri and Ole Miss both won on Saturday as the former beat South Carolina while the latter beat Auburn. Tennessee, though, lost its second SEC game of the season as the Volunteers fell 34-20 to Alabama. Georgia is the only unbeaten team left in the SEC at this point of the season. Florida and Missouri each have one conference loss on the eastern side of the division. Those next two contests for Georgia will go a long way in determining the winner of the SEC East. I also would like to point out, too, that he did not mention this in the article, that the Gators also have a SEC loss, but they also have a non-SEC loss, too. So I feel like that was kind of worth mentioning in the article. Just my thoughts. You guys can comment and say what you want to say on that matter. Back to the article. We kind of take a picture of where we are. 
what we can do better and how we can practice it better to maybe get better results, Smart said. That's what we started on today. We do work on future opponents, worked on some teams that are further out today, less further out tomorrow, and then we'll start on Florida prep probably tomorrow or Thursday. Georgia takes on Florida this coming Saturday in Jacksonville. The game is set for a 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time start on CBS. And I want to mention really quick, too, if you did not catch out the AP Top 25 rankings for Week 9, we're going to do Top 10. But Georgia is ranked number 1, Michigan 2, Ohio State 3, Florida State is in 4th place, Washington is 5, Oklahoma is 6, Texas is 7, Oregon is 8, Alabama is 9, and then Penn State is 10. Those are your Top 10 out of the AP Top 25 poll rankings for Week 9. What do you guys think? I know a lot of gripes been going around that the Bulldogs shouldn't have stayed number one since we were on a bye week. But I believe that the fact is that people are still not taking into consideration we have a lot of good players on our team. Yes, Brock Bowers is injured. Yes, he may be a key component to a lot of wins, but he's not the only component. He is only a key Many people do not have just one key on a key ring. They have a bunch of rings or a bunch of keys on a key ring. You might have a bunch of rings too. I don't know. But the fact of the matter remains is I feel like a lot of people are taking stock in Brock Bowers. Again, I think we are missing the point. We have a lot of key players that can bring a lot of points down. We've watched them. You've got Mims coming back. You've got Truss. You've got Luck. Luck be on our side. You've got all these great players. I can't even begin to think of all their names right now off the top of my head because there's just too many to name all at once. But that that's the thing. We are going to come back. I believe we are going to do perfectly fine against the Gators this weekend. I know I'm putting myself out there and saying it. This might be a different podcast one week from today. Who knows? But the fact of the matter remains, I think we're cutting ourselves a little short here. I don't think we're going to have any problems against the Gators this weekend on the road. I think we're forgetting about Beck who's done phenomenally well the last three or four games. Yes, he had a rocky start when he first started off in the season, but he is finding his groove. You know, as long as he can deliver the ball to the receivers, as long as he can deliver the ball to the running backs, as long as he can deliver the ball to those people that are open, I think we're going to be fine. And let's not forget, we still have a good defensive team as well, too, guys. Last season, we were number one in defense. And the season before that, we were number one in defense. Defenses can win games. So let's not cut our Bulldogs short. But you know what? That's just my opinion. You guys give me yours. Give me your thoughts. You can email us, Between the Hedges Podcast at gmail.com. Go to our website. The website link is in this podcast description. You just scroll down a little bit. You read where it talks about the description of the podcast. You should see where it says, see more. You click it, and then, boom, opens up a whole bunch of information for you guys. That was my little bulldog bark, I guess. But anyway, click on that website link. You can send us a message that way. And you can also call and leave a message, 706-389-0770. We're going to be back right after this. Thank you guys so much. Don't go away. The Ducks. We're back, everyone. Thank you for listening to Between the Hedges, the podcast. Don't forget, you guys need to also turn on that notification so you can be notified every time a podcast episode is brought to your attention. You can follow us on multiple podcasting platforms. We are on iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Don't forget, you can also subscribe to other podcast channels you guys might like, and if we can get them on there, we will do that. Moving on to our final segment for the day, Dog Nation's very own Jeff Sento wrote, what's one topic you'd like to know the whole story about when it comes to Georgia football? Now, in this article here, they cover various types of uh, questions and answers. I'm not going to go through all of it, but I will share 
this article on our Facebook page, which I do want to mention really quick before I forget. That is another means you guys can also reach out as well to and communicate. Every article I read on this podcast, every article that we discuss on this podcast is posted to our Facebook page. So you can go on there and leave a comment. And if the comment is something I think is very valuable, I will mention it on our next podcast. So definitely check that out as well, too. Um, the article writes, the Dog Nation team has been or has seen seven football games so far this year. We've already learned a lot about the 2023 Bulldogs, and there will be more discoveries over the next four games of the season. That leads this specific train of thought into a Dog Nation cover for bye week edition. The timing feels right to kick this unique Dog Nation Georgia football cover four topic around the horn. These takes are designed to come out faster than everyone gobbled up the food at the Mark Rick Chick-fil-A Dog Bowl last Wednesday night in Athens. That food looked very good, by the way. So, what's the one question you'd love to get the real answer to over the last few seasons of Georgia football? Brandon Adams asks, what would George Pickens have done if healthy? Well, the question was asking, Pickens is arguably the most exciting UGA player of my lifetime, but injuries limited his production at UGA. The Bulldogs still won a national championship without him playing much in 2021, but it's hard not to think we were all robbed of some thrilling highlights if he'd have been fully healthy. Mike Griffith, which 2018 college football playoff committee member lobbied most against Georgia to keep it out of the playoffs? Was it the Oklahoma AD, whose Sooners ended up getting the fourth spot and were down 28 nothing to Alabama in 16 minutes? Was it the Florida AD, whose school would have gotten a bigger revenue share had UGA made college football playoffs? Or was it the former Georgia Tech? Connor Raleigh asks, why wasn't the 2020 defense better? The reply for as much as we talk about these last two defense, most of them were on that 2020 team, the one that gave up 40-plus points and losses to Alabama and Florida with a handful of players still in school. There were still 22 players drafted off this defense, including at eight first-round picks for as much as we talk about the offensive issue that season. It was the 2020 defense that proved to be an outlier. But this is a very good article, and I'm going to share this with you guys on the Facebook page. But there was another article that I felt was actually more important to talk about today, uh, which was written by Mike Griffith. And this is going to be our, our main talk on this segment here uh, in regards to this article. It says, Georgia-Florida game projected much closer than first thought by oddsmakers. So Georgia football will be missing All-American tight end Brock Bowers in Florida next Saturday. And the betters and oddsmakers have taken note. The Bulldogs, once favored by more than three touchdowns in the offseason, were less than a two-touchdown favorite this afternoon when Circa released odds for the SEC's annual Sunshine State showdown in Jacksonville. Georgia, which has won the past two meetings by scores of 34-7 in 2021 and 42-20 in 2022, was a 13-point favorite per Circa in the 3.30 p.m. game on Saturday at Everbank Stadium, home of the NFL's Jacksonville Jaguars. Bowers scored an incredible 73-yard touchdown catch, reaching behind him to make a juggling catch as Georgia raced out to a big lead it would need. The All-American tight end had five catches for 153 yards in the win. The Gators' run of momentum has something to do with how perception of this rivalry game has shifted as well. Coach Billy Napier's team has won five of its past six games, with four of those victories by double digits. Georgia is off to another 7-0 start, including four wins in the SEC play. Coach Kirby Smart, however, had discussed how this UGA team has set a record for injuries even before the Bulldogs' Superman was lost indefinitely to an ankle condition that required tightrope surgery. Uh, like how Mike Griffith threw in the word Superman, uh, Coach Curry Smart mentioned that in his conference last week. He said there are no superheroes, there is no Superman, that they're all the best. 
but nice going there of Mike Griffith to put that in there. So thought that was quite a nice little touch towards towards Coach Kirby Smart's comment in the conference. Back to the article, it says, The most recent time Georgia had this many high-profile injuries entering into the Florida game was in 2020 when All-American Jordan Davis, who had an elbow injury, and team captain Richard LeCount had an accident, did not play in the 44-28 Gators victory. The Bulldogs have reeled off a program record 23 straight SEC regular season wins that defeat. Georgia's one win short of tying the dominant run, 24, former Florida Heisman Trophy winner and head coach Steve Spurrier had between 1994 and 97, which is interesting to mention because if the Gators are coming into this game thinking that they very well could have that motivation behind them to want to get the win for the Bulldogs. I know what you're thinking, but Russ, does that mean they're going to win the game? I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm just saying that it could be the factor that they're thinking of coming into this football game this weekend. Coach Paul Bear Bryant's Alabama team from 1976 to 1980 holds the SEC's record for most consecutive league wins with 27. Now, the odds makers don't take such historical literature into consideration, however, and likely see this annual rivalry game for what it is, a fight for the survival in the SEC East division. The Gators, with just one league loss, can control their own SEC championship game hopes by winning out in league games, as can the Missouri Tigers, who will be on deck for Georgia when they return from the 340, sorry, 340-mile trip to Jacksonville on Saturday night. Now, this game will be hyped up all week with the popular SEC Nation set on hands as the SEC Network stars Paul Feinbaum, Tim Lebo, <laughs> Tim Tebow, sorry, Laura Rutledge, Roman Harper, and Jordan Rogers are all expected to be in Athens. This is going to definitely be a game that is probably the most important for us so far, guys. And the reason for that is because everybody goes, everybody's gunning to beat us already. The Bulldogs are a target on their backs, which we knew that going into two national championships back to back. But, you know, all the Georgia fans that have been suffered through all this stuff that we've suffered through, all the losses, the Mark Rick times of losses, that we kept seeing the games get close and we would keep getting closer and closer and closer and can never get a win. We have had our share due of having targets on our backs. We're used to that. But I think a lot of the time, we talked about in our previous segment how social media can be a huge factor. I believe in that right there more than anything. Because a lot of the times, these, these football players will watch this social media and they'll read these articles and they'll hear people talking about how it's going to be too hard to win. It's going to be too difficult for us to get a win out of this win. And we can't really focus on those factors. We have to focus on the game at hand. We have gone this far, this long, winning as many games as we've had, being undefeated for this long because of the simplicity of what Mark, uh, what Coach Kirby was saying about complacency. It's a matter of just taking mind over matter and taking it one game at a time. He doesn't care if they're number one at the end of the season. He doesn't care about the AP polls. He doesn't care about the coaches poll. He cares about playing the game each and every time and giving it the best shot that he can. And that's why I don't think that to me, you need to focus on what social media says. I think you need to focus on the hand of what the games are. Yes, Georgia, Florida games got me nervous. They do. I think any football fan will tell you, any Georgia Bulldog fan will tell you, we're nervous, even though knowing that our team is going to give it the best they can. And the thing about it is this, there will come a day when we will lose that first game. And when that happens, guess what? It's okay. Because you know what? We Bulldogs have suffered through a long 
long time of losses, a long time of disappointments. So it's not like this is to be the last time that they're ever going to lose. They're going to lose a game someday. Is it going to be the Georgia-Florida game? I don't think so. I really don't think we're going to lose this weekend. I feel really good from what I'm seeing, from what the plays have been going in and out of the uh, preps and the reps with the coaches and everything. I think to me, we've got a good game. It's going to be a good game. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be a game you want to watch. I really believe it because you've got two teams coming off of a bye week. The Georgia-Florida games never disappoint. Let's just hope and let's just pray that the Gators are ready for a loss this weekend. We'll be back right after this. This time we're going to hand it to Kendall Milton. He plows his way straight ahead, right up the hash, and into the end zone. Touchdown, Kendall Milton. Seals claps his hands. He's back with time. Throws it over the middle. And juggling, intercepted by Tyke Smith. They'll sling him down, tackle him at the Georgia 44-yard line. But Tyke with his fourth pick of the year. Man in motion, stops and returns, and they throw it to him. Love it, wide open, caught, touchdown, right inside the left pylon, a yard deep in the end zone. 44-yard try from Woodring on the far hash, kick is away, we'll watch it, and it's good. High formation. We go with Morris, it's a fullback, give it to Dejan, he walks in right behind number 56. The big massive offensive lineman and fullback, Edwards untouched on the one-yard touchdown run. Welcome back to Between the Hedges podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Russ. Uh, Definitely want to say thank you guys again for all the support you guys are showing me on the Facebook page, on the podcast chats, the emails, everything you guys continue to send in. We greatly appreciate it here from Between the Hedges. Uh, We all constantly are working on trying to make this podcast a better podcast for you guys. But at the end of the day, the podcast only is successful by how great the fans are and the followers and all of you that are listening to the podcast. We ask that you please share the podcast with all your friends and family. Let them know about the Between the Hedges podcast and let them know that we are just basically Bulldog fans trying to bring you Bulldog news from a fan's perspective. I hope that you guys have a great Monday. Don't forget to turn on that notification so you get caught up to date with all of the uh, latest and greatest on the Bulldogs and those in the Between the Hedges. Don't forget to check out our TikTok channel. You can go on there. You can follow all the latest and greatest uh, news updates that we have on the TikTok channel. Also, we have our Facebook page where we post a lot of the articles we post, information and stuff. You could check us out on there as well, too. How do you get all this information? Well, I'm glad you asked. If you click on that See More option on the podcast channel description, our website link is there. Our email addresses are down there. I think our telephone's number is even there, 706-389-0770. You can call, leave a message. We'll be glad to take your message. If you want to come on the podcast and you want to talk about something maybe that you've seen happening in the articles or you find something that you find is really worth talking about it bring it on we'd love to hear it but that's it for this between the hedges episode of the podcast your host russ signing off for the day go dogs